Hello and welcome to the Ambition Podcast. I'm Ellen Buchan, Insights and Communications Assistant for Amber. Last month, I caught up with Udo Richardson, who was the winner of our MBA Student of the Year Award in February. We spoke about his experience of doing the MBA, setting up a charity, and his work in the pharmaceutical sector. Here's that conversation. Hi Udo, thanks for being on the podcast. Can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career? Hi, um, it's really a pleasure to be here. Thanks for the invitation. Um, sure, absolutely. So my name is Udo Richson. I'm from Austria um, and I uh, have a background in life sciences. So I studied molecular biology and immunology. Then I worked a couple of years in the public sector, uh, basically in research funding. There's this big European funding program called Horizon 2020. And um, yeah, after a couple of years there, I decided I wanted to switch careers and decided to do an MBA at an IE business school. That's basically my background. Congratulations on winning the AMBA MBA Student of the Year Award. How do you feel to win it and um, has it made any impact on your career so far? Well, to be honest, I was totally surprised. It, it was really an amazing uh, thing that happened for me. Um, I would say this is like really one of the biggest honors one can get uh, when pursuing such a professional degree. And I met so many amazing people also among the nominees and uh, it was really a fantastic experience. Um, certainly something worthwhile remembering and also that has a big impact, I guess, on any career. Um, in my case, uh, I was fortunate to have a, a position secured, but it has really helped also to strengthen my profile within my new company. And um, yeah, I'm already looking at some uh, new opportunities, and I think it can it will really help me also to accelerate my career path now within the new company. So definitely a, a great thing that happened for me. That's great to hear. When you came to the MBA with a non-management background. How was it adapting to a management frame of mind? Was it coming from a different background or challenge or did it provide an opportunity for a fresh way of thinking? I mean, I think it always depends on how you look at it. For me, um, it, it seemed like a challenge, but it turned out to be really one of the biggest opportunities I ever pursued because I was able to learn so much um, from my classmates. It was so valuable for me because having this different way of thinking, having um, come from the life sciences and then going to business into management, like it really opens new doors. It shows you a new way of looking at things, but learning also to combine those different views. And I think that's where a lot of value lies. So I would say it's definitely also doable for anyone, um, no matter what the background is. And at the end of the day, uh, you get so much more value uh, that you can look at. So I think it's also really worth accepting this challenge and, and pursuing that. So while you were doing your MBA, you managed to innovate it by founding the IE Pharma Healthcare Club. How did you identify that this was an opportunity in the business school? And how did you create interest in your fellow students for joining the club? Yes, so um, since naturally I always had an interest in uh, the healthcare sector, but also the pharmaceutical sector due to my background. Um, when I joined IE, I just noticed that um, 
at the current time, we didn't have any kind of professional club where people could meet or organize events and so on. And, and I was really eager because I wanted to use this as an opportunity, of course, to, to be in touch with the industry and to meet people um, like colleagues and, of course, uh, like classmates that would also be interested in that sector. And so, um, yeah, once uh, I found a couple of people that had a similar interest, we founded the club. And um, we then really tried to promote it among all our classmates, among all our peers. Um, we designed newsletters. We, uh, we planned a couple of events to bring the community together. And it was really a great experience because in a very short time, we were able to put together a number of events with um, amazing speakers. And we attracted more and more people. And now um, the club is still standing, although I'm already done with my MBA. So the next generation has taken it over and uh, really doing a great job. So um, I'm one of those that always uh, meticulously studies um, uh, everything when I have to make a decision. So I had a long Excel list with, I think, over 50 uh, pre-screen business schools that I had looked at, and then I narrowed it down until I had my top 10. And then once I knew which are my, my favorite business schools, I decided to actually really go more in-depth and understand what is the soul of of the business school, what is what is what do they stand for? And IE really stood out for me because um, to me something that was very important was always innovation and entrepreneurship, and they are really uh, like the number one school when it comes to that. So I took the time to really also visit the different business schools, and so I went to Paris and I went to Switzerland and I went to Spain and I checked out all the different business schools to so understand what kind of people I will be there. And when I visited IE in Madrid, I uh, was there on one of these opening events and I met some of the students, but I also met some of the prospective students. And I had a feeling like, wow, like these are such open-minded and different people like you would usually expect in a business school with very, very diverse backgrounds from all kinds of countries, but very open-minded, but also very, very smart and ambitious. And I felt like I can really grow around these people and this environment. And that's what made me pick IE. Wow. What would you, what advice would you give to someone thinking about completing their MBA? Well, I think it's super important to know where you want uh, this journey to take you. So um, the sooner you can start thinking about kind of a strategy of uh, where do you want to go and what do you need to do to get there, um, is of course uh, the wisest thing you can do. So, for example, I, I can just talk about my example. Um, since I was um, very interested in the healthcare sector and the pharmaceutical uh, sector, I really tried to um, have more exposure in these fields. I really tried to uh, attend um, classes that would go in that direction to to, to go to extracurricular events um, and to really connect with people from the industry and to learn more about the industry itself. Of course, the healthcare and pharma club was also a big step in that direction. And you know, the, the more you delve into that, that um, direction, the more you can also start planning out. And then of course, there's things you can do like uh, trying to go for an internship or um, there's there's plenty of opportunities out there really just to, to be in touch with your favorite industry um, and try to really get there. 
Um, obviously, also there are people that are more interested in entrepreneurship. But I think overall, it's always the same thing. Like really try to make use of the opportunities you have outside of the classroom, especially try to really make use of the opportunities that you're surrounded by so many smart people with diverse backgrounds around you. And, and I think that's probably the, the wisest thing to do. Obviously, that's not really an experience in your MBA. Is there anything that you would change about it? That's a great question. <laughs> I think, um, <laughs> to be honest, I think it's it's like everyone with individual colleagues sees some minor things you could tweak. Um, in my opinion, I think what, what's really challenging is I did a one-year MBA, and at times pressure is really high, and you barely have time for anything, and you barely sleep, and so on. Um, sometimes I wish it would have lasted longer, um, so there would have been more time to really fully enjoy it and really even make more use of all the opportunities out there and spend more time with colleagues, classmates, faculty. I, I think I wish I would have had more time to work more with the faculty and to really also leverage that a bit more. Also some, something that's really up to each individual to how you spend your time. You have to just choose where you want to invest your time into and try to make the most out of it. And at the end of the day, um, yeah, there's only so much you can do. But um, overall, I was really very, very happy with the experience, I would say. It's interesting that you talk about time because I was going to ask you, you seem to do so many extracurricular things. How did you manage to juggle your life and your MBA and all of those extracurricular activities? <laughs> well, to be honest, I didn't sleep. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's um, it's really not easy. I think you really need to be very well organized. And um, yeah, I mean, I think by being thrown into the cold water a little bit as well, um, you realize how much you can actually make with time so you really learn how to improve your time management you have plenty of activities going on back to back so you, you really just try to to maximize every bit of time uh, in the best way you can but obviously it requires um to try to learn how you can really organize your time very well and um yeah i think at the end of the day it's also about having this this the right attitude mainly i think once you once you really start doing things and not um, always saying oh that that will take once you just do it you realize how much you can actually get down if you just have the right mindset and, and try to organize it well. That's all great advice. You've had you've had many talents. You um, have a background in rugby and a musician. Have those pursuits given you any different perspectives or skills that you've been able to take into business? Very nice question. Um, yeah, well, it's it's a good point. I mean, I was always uh, somebody that had many interests. I was um, always trying to find balance between them, but I never wanted to let go um, or miss out on something. So I loved sports. I played rugby for over 10 years. And this was something that taught me a lot about um, teams, about uh, team spirit and about really working together on a goal and um, I think that there is almost not any better sport that can teach you these lessons. Um, it's really about learning how to lose but also learning how to win together and um, yeah learning from every little setback and coming back stronger you know it's about uh, when you get hit and you get tackled and you're lying on the ground and you feel the pain in your body 
but you know that the game is still on and that you can still you know turn it around and so you get back up on your feet and you you develop this this really um stale mindset to to learn how to you know um get yourself together and then you come up with your teammates and you come up with a new plan and you still find that energy and energize um, each other those are things that are super valuable that can also help you of course um, in business and anywhere else and um, well music was also another big part of my life and still is um, and I think that's probably more the creative side of things that also just helps you sometimes to really look at things from a very different angle and to more give yourself more space to to be creative and to you know um, yeah just also of course uh, bring some happiness and joy into your life i mean we shouldn't forget about that also everyone needs some happiness in their life um you so go back to rugby you created a charity for integrating refugees into society rugby opens borders can you tell us a little bit more about this um, yeah, this is a super interesting story. Um, it happened actually after I just started my first job. And I remember back at the time, um, I had a little injury. So I had to stop playing for a while. And my rugby club, um, Rugby Union Donavin, they approached me. And they said, um, since we finally had a new uh, pitch uh, with a clubhouse, and they would really like to launch a social project, but they weren't sure what could be a good idea and what they could do. And so I gave it a little bit of thought and I, I was thinking since I, anyways, I'm not playing right now, I have a little bit more extra time. And um, so I talked to a couple of friends and I had this idea we wanted to do something where we can really add some value. And one thing, one need that we identified is that back at the time in Austria, there were a lot of minor unaccompanied refugees and they would come and then they would have to wait a very long time um, for the asylum procedure. And in that time, they do not have any activities. They do not meet any Austrians. They don't get the chance to um, learn the language. And um, that's really um, isolating them a lot and doesn't really um, aid integration. And we thought that's something where we can easily step in. And um, so the idea was really just... Um, uh, leveraging our club, inviting those kids to our trainings, and um, let uh, you know bringing together the community so they could meet some Austrians and we could meet them and get to know each other. And um, this idea really developed very fast. So we ended up um, having a team of more than twenty volunteers, and I think um, we had far over two hundred kids um, over the entire time span that uh, joined the program program that participated in trainings and workshops and we ended up um, cooking together every Sunday and you know um, taking excursions taking them out showing them the city it was really beautiful what developed out of it and the project is still standing today um, it was uh, actually uh, we, we got funding from the World Rugby uh, Association and um, had so many positive experiences through that where we could all learn and grow together and um, it was a really beautiful story that also shows that rugby has this spirit of really, you know, um, adding value to society and to the community. And uh, that's something that I love about the sport, uh, what it can, how powerful this can be. That's such an amazing story. You are now working in the pharmaceutical industry. What do you see as the next big innovations in the sector? Ah, that's my favorite topic, I would say. Um, well, I mean, 
just think about it right now we have the um, situation with the coronavirus which was really a big shock for all of us i think um which also showed us that in many respects we were really not yet ready to handle a pandemic of this level but i think we're going to learn a lot from it um i think one big learning is to see that this um even stronger shift towards digital is uh, fully on its way and more necessary than ever and i think that um some of these innovations uh, that you will see coming is really um a lot of things going even further into the direction of digital um on the side of doctors for example telemedicine i think will also have a major impact in next years but then there are also other technologies that will allow us to even connect better um to customers and to patients such as a uh, blockchain for example um then of course there are also technologies such as artificial intelligence that will play a major role um in drug development supply chain etc so i think there's a lot of uh, opportunities uh, coming through technology and it's uh, really going to be um, all about who's able to leverage them and to uh, make use of them best and of course i think um one thing to keep in mind is we really want to create value for society here and um so i think this is something that will also be very important to try to to integrate all of that together and uh, then use these technologies to really go in the right direction and do something good for society at the end of the day so that was all very exciting thank you so much for speaking to me today very welcome thanks a lot for the invitation Udall for that inspiring conversation. I think he has great advice for anyone looking to do an MBA. Thank you for listening to the Ambition Podcast. Make sure to keep up to date with all of our thought leadership at www.associationofmbas.com forward slash ambition.